0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cyberspeak with InfoSec Institute. Today's guest is Pete Zaborski, founder of bestvpn.com. Pete's specialty is virtual private networks, uh, and as VPNs become more and more commonplace, I thought it might be a good opportunity to talk about some VPN safety best practices, some of the issues currently swirling around VPN use and privacy, and some of the ethical uh, considerations around VPN use. Pete Zaborski has been invested in privacy since before Edward Snowden's revelations. Founded in 2013, his website, bestvpn.com, has helped over 30 million visitors gain information on how to protect their privacy in the digital age. Together with a team of experts, bestvpn.com is dedicated to fighting for people's privacy and freedom to use the internet when, where, and how they wish. Pete, thank you for being with us today.
1: Yeah, thank you for inviting me.
0: Uh, so tell me first about your security journey. Where did you first get interested in computers and tech? And what was the path from there to founding uh, BestVPN.com?
1: Uh, yeah, that's that's right to the beginning. So it, it started <laughs> when I was about 15 or 16. That's when I, I learned programming my, programming myself. And I, I made some online games and then ended up doing a degree in computing. Mm-hmm. And I, I always uh, sort of wanted to start my own business. so So I tried quite a few ventures. But... Um, then in 2013, that's when I that's when I started BestVPN.com, and, and what was interesting about it is that it's it's something that very much aligned with my personality. I think some of the other businesses I I tried weren't really um, what I was truly interested in. But being kind of quite a libertarian, quite um, concerned about um, let's say the small person versus large governments or large corporations, it was something that aligned really well to, to my personality. And that's maybe why it became so successful. So um, yeah, we started it right before Edward Snowden came out with his revelations, and mm-hmm. it kind of took off after that. So so that's that's a short history of, the, of bestvpn.com.
0: Uh, so to get our listeners up to speed, uh, those who haven't visited your site, what does best, bestvpn.com cover on the site? What is uh, your organization's purpose, and, and uh, how long have you been writing about VPN use?
1: So, obviously it's called bestvpn.com so we're we're comparing vpn services but okay. right from the beginning i thought this this to to really make this site successful it needs to be about more than just vpns we always uh focused on writing guides about privacy guides about cybersecurity we've i think one of the most famous ones is is like the ultimate privacy guide which is over 10,000 words all about uh privacy hmm. and I think that that joined into the VPN topic really, really nicely, and and a lot of people find us when they when they're reading these guides, not necessarily when when they're looking for VPNs. But then the the nice thing about it is then the the business came along, the business side of things that we could go mm-hmm. along and compare VPNs, build a business on the back of that, uh, and yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's
0: not it's not just uh, you know a consumer guide for people who are, are buying VPNs now. I guess, I think it's worth worth noting because you know the name of it might suggest that you know if you're not buying a VPN right now, there's nothing to see on the site. But if you're interested in sort of protecting your privacy and your sort of best practices in that regard, it's also a good resource. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 Um, So how has the use of virtual private networks uh, changed since they were first introduced? A few years ago, it seemed like only elite computer users had VPNs, but they're pretty common now. So what, what do you think brought about such a quick change? So it's definitely
1: just the, the issue of, what big companies and what what governments are doing with your data, and it's become very very mainstream. And a lot of people are thinking about it in the in the general public, not just in the IT sector or the cybersecurity sector. Um, and I think also because of that, when I started, it was a slightly grey area. Whereas now it's it's very very much a mainstream product, and there's there's a lot of uses for the general public because we are, let's say, very very much at risk of how the people using our data in mm-hmm. weird and in, in ways we don't necessarily want them to use it, and a VPN is an important part of like a portfolio of software that you need to protect your privacy.
0: Yeah, how do you think that that sort of perception changed? I mean, I guess just the the sort of situation we're in now, in the sense that people are realizing what their data is being used for, because, like you say, VPNs seemed very sort of you know underground a couple of years ago, and and now you know around the water cooler everyone's talking about what they're using their vpns for and stuff like that uh yeah i think maybe it's
1: partly to do with the fact that i'd say edward snowden definitely had a big impact but Mm -hmm. also if you look at what google and facebook have done since kind of 2013 and how i think back in 2013 they were like really good corporations that everyone was in love with. They offered a great service. And if you think right. about it now, that's that's changed a lot. And yeah. And people aren't that happy with what what they're doing with, with your personal data. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that as well and and also just as as the internet's evolved, moved along, people are a lot more aware that let's say if I'm using Wi-Fi in a cafe, then that might actually be dangerous because someone could intercept your communications. So uh, I think it's just generally people have heard stories and they've gotten a lot more informed about what they need to be careful of. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so I want to talk about uh, the, the, this perception of VPNs and sort of introduce it with a little personal story. So you know, when when your name was suggested for the podcast, I went to look up bestvpn.com at work uh, and I got an error saying that you know the IP was blocked for reason of, quote, proxy avoidance. So when I tried again to look at you on my phone using my data plan, the site came right up of course. Uh so this suggests that our web filtering service at work blocked your site because it didn't want us to know about VPNs and other options to get on alternate networks. So it, do you think this is a common thing in your experience is the very concept of VPNs considered taboo by internet service providers?
1: I think we we've seen this we've seen this happen more and more. I think for for someone in the US or Europe it's it's something that's maybe a bit shocking when something like that happens. Mm-hmm. I, I think if you're in Asia, it's actually something that that it happens every day. I'm in mean, China, Indonesia, yeah. Thailand. They have sites blocked all the time. But it's interesting how our, our governments and or all ISPs are becoming a lot more that they're they're starting to sense the things a lot more and it's 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 a very, very worrying trend, I think. Um, it's not really what the internet was founded on. It was supposed to be. Free-flowing information, but now apparently an ISP can decide what, what you should be looking at and what you shouldn't be And I think that's especially if Yeah, you're you're from the US you're UK that sort of thing. It's very very strange to be faced with censorship It's not something we
0: know something to something. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> um, so that you think there's this this worry that it, the, I think it's a, a real worry that um, you know um, the ISPs are, are, believe, are beginning to believe that um, you know, the use of unauthorized VPN servers, you know, that we're, we're getting this sort of friendly fire by removing all references to VPNs at all. So you're not just, you know, getting illegal uses taken away, but also educational materials and so forth.
1: Yes, and and it's almost impact. It, it could even impact users in a really, really bad way because you let's say you are using Public Wi-Fi. It is actually a lot safer using that with a VPN, but you're kind of jeopardizing that as an ISP by not letting people use a VPN. So Mm -hmm. you're almost putting users at risk.
0: Yeah. So at at this at this point in the game, what are some of the main things you found that VPN VPNs are being used for, especially in like you say in the US and in the UK? You know, the common conversational use you hear is people are you know streaming TV shows from countries that. You know that they're not in or whatever, but there's got to be a lot more uses. What are what are some of the main uses people are using for VPNs in your experience? So I think that let's give
1: give the devil his due. That's that's something that's still happening quite a lot. But Mm -hmm. uh, what we've we progressively seen um, the the whole privacy issue. We we ran some questionnaires on the website asking people what they want a VPN for, and we've seen privacy becoming more and more of an issue. So I think more and more people are just using a VPN. For that, um, also I think as people travel more and more, they also want a VPN not just for um, for security, but also you know, let's say you do go to Thailand or you do go to somewhere in in Asia where there's sites censored, you realize that's happening and you start using a VPN. Um, so I think those are probably the the two biggest uses.
0: Mm-hmm. Um so you you use the use the, the the term already but the main selling point of VPNs is privacy and the, you know the promise of being able to browse or do projects online without you know the big brother like monitoring of every click but you know we need to be clear in our terminology here um is there a distinction between privacy and anonymity is is there sort of like a limit to you know how anonymous you can be on the internet even with a VPN
1: Yeah and this is something we talk about a lot in these these guides about privacy because it's if you're looking for absolute anonymity, then VPNs aren't for you. And another thing we always say is if you're doing criminal activities, then don't use a VPN because right. uh, for one thing, you shouldn't be um, using a VPN for that or doing illegal things, but it won't actually help that much. Yeah. Um, you know, if the FBI, NSA, whatever, want to come after you, a VPN is not going to help. Uh, so people need to be very, very aware of that. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, that's why, yeah, the, the things I was talking about before—that's what kind of VPNs are good for. If you if you want more and more, um, let's say anonymity versus privacy, you need to read up about the topic a lot more. And there, there's like a nice uh, metaphor of uh, of like a risk. You have like a risk ladder, maybe. Let's let's say that, where depending on how high you want to be on that ladder and how. Uh, anonymous you want to be you need to look into more and more tools to do that um, and you know if you're a whistleblower or a journalist at doing high risk things then you know it's throw away laptop it's only using wi fis in cafes getting rid of the laptop afterwards that sort of thing so um yeah a vpn won't help you in those cases
0: <laughs> yeah uh, to sort of jump on that there was a an a article a news story back in april on on naked security there was an employee at Penn Air who upon her retirement from the company, used a VPN to set up puppet accounts, you know, at the airline and, you know, was wiping out assignment maps and also creating top level privileges for herself. Uh, And she was able to be caught uh, because there, you know, there was a trail of uh, VPN logs that delineated all of her activities. So I think this sort of ties into what you said that there's, you know, VPNs don't offer ultimate privacy, um, but it seems like a lot of VPN providers do sort of, Suggest or skirt around the issue that you know we don't keep logs or so forth. So, uh, is that is you know how does your site um, sort of check to make sure that what VPNs are provide you know say they're providing are they're actually providing or do they all keep logs?
1: Um, I I think that's very unlikely. Although it's very very difficult to verify. Yeah. Um, really good is that more and more big name VPNs are, are coming out with pu- or like public audits of of their services. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, it's you, you have to know that it's it's almost impossible to really know if if someone's keeping logs or not. But I'd say okay. if if a certain VPN that we know has got millions of customers and it hasn't there hasn't been an issue where we where logs of um, you know someone's got arrested or whatever based on logs. Um, if if you know it's a big VPN VPN company, it's very unlikely that they are keeping logs because it would you know it would get into the public domain that something has happened with logs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the ways. And then public audits, we do our own audits as well. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's it's hard to know exactly, but there's there's always indications of whether logs might be an issue or not.
0: So philosophically speaking, I mean, what are your your thoughts on a case like that where someone? was arrested, but it was, you know, done, you know, under the auspices of, you know, keeping logs, which they may or may not, you know, claim to be able to do is that, you know, do you think that that was worth it in that case, or does that sort of open up another can of worms about what, what all this is actually for?
1: Well, I think... There's, there's been a couple of cases over the years where, where this has happened, and yeah. the one, one of the providers who it's happened to has had, had a bad reputation even before that. So I'd mm-hmm. say, you know, do do your research before you buy a VPN. Um, and then there's there's another issue around it is whether, let, let's say, you can you can keep logs in two ways: you can keep all the logs forever, or you can say if the FBI comes to us and they do a request, then maybe we start logging some traffic, and that's happened in in some cases as well. Okay. That's maybe, let's say, we can maybe let the VPN off slightly on off the hook in that case. Of course, yeah. it's still quite bad. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I'd say if you're what what you're doing with a VPN is really you're you're kind of outsourcing trust into the VPN, and you're saying I'm willing to trust the VPN more than I'm willing to trust, let's say, my ISP. Right. So you kind of weigh the odds there about, um, you know, do do I if I get a VPN, they've got millions of customers, millions of those customers trust them to to not give up their data, so they've got a very big vested interest in in not doing that. So. Um, they're probably going to be better than, than ISPs who, you know, last year we had the legislation go through where ISPs can now sell your browsing data. So yeah, um, you need to kind of weigh up those things to, to, to make a choice about who you, who you want to trust more.
0: Well, that jumps nicely into my next question. Um, how do you recommend uh, your readers go about shopping for a trustworthy VPN service provider? What are some red flags to consider when making your decision? So
1: I think Go and go and read uh, reviews about the VPNs and, and read them on multiple sites. You know, I, I always say don't. You don't have to just read BestVPN.com, although okay. we we try to do our best. Sure. But I think Start if you're, there. <laughs> if you're getting. If you're seeing consistently good reviews about a certain VPN, then then that means something. Um, and also, at this point, I think smaller VPNs are having more and more of a difficult time. So the big VPNs. Since they've got so many customers, they're obviously doing something right. So but I think this happens with most markets anyway, but I think the, the bigger players are starting to get stronger and stronger as we go on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think big brand names are quite reliable at this point, um, just because it's become such a big market. Um, and then usually these the, the comparison sites will have already reviewed any... Um, sometimes there's been academic papers out about which vpns do um do like ad tracking on on uh, this is especially an issue on on mobile about which which vpns actually leak some data because of ad tracking so uh you know we've gone through those academic papers we've distilled them we've written articles about them so i think if if you're looking through these comparison sites they're going to have some pretty good information they're going to have historic information built up about what's happened in the industry so I think that's a good place to start.
0: Um, So what can you expect to pay for a a VPN? I mean obviously it varies depending on what you what you need but what's like an average cost if someone's looking to buy one for the first time? So I
1: think if you're if you're
0: paying month by month then expect between
1: five to fifteen dollars a month. Okay. Um, If you're if you you're willing to pay up front then you can get as low as about three dollars a month to maybe even two dollars but i um, that's getting into cheat territory, so you never know how long that's, you know, how long that's sustainable.
0: Right. Um, so, for people who uh, still think, as we said before, of VPNs as just a way to stream content from other countries and stuff, what are some of the the more interesting uses of VPNs that you've been seeing that people might not have thought of? Um.
1: So. This is something we've tried to test, but we haven't really got definitive data, but
0: okay.
1: um, there do seem to be instances where certain websites will... We don't know how they do it, but based on your profile that they see, they show different prices for the same product. So um, this it's been rumored, rumored that airlines have done this. Hmm. So you'll see different prices depending on where you are for a certain airline ticket. Uh, so people have been using VPNs to, to get cheaper prices on on airlines, possibly hotels as well. As I say, there's no de- definitive data on that, but but it could happen.
0: <laughs> is, there, is it is like they they see your browsing data and see that you're already buying high-end stuff and so they feel like they can charge you more for a plane ticket or something? Or?
1: Yeah, I think I think that could well happen. Yeah, If they've got a profile of you that you're a rich person, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah.
0: Um, so we mentioned it very briefly before, but um, I, I read somewhere that uh, only 23% of countries have a free and open internet. So with so many countries' access to information being restricted daily by their governments or companies, um, what roles can VPNs play in situations of helping to view, you know, restricted content, criticize dictators, organize civil actions? Is that something, you know, you've seen or have been involved in at all? Uh, it's it's
1: a major part. I think the big, maybe the biggest victory for VPNs was uh, was when the Arab sp- Springs were happening. Yep. Um. So, uh, what? There was a big, big VPN company who are probably the biggest brand name right now, and. Almost everyone was using them to, because to, obviously all the, the Arab governments were blocking um, access to social media. So, right. so but with a VPN, you could still access them. So they really spread very, very quickly in, in those times. And I think that was a real victory to help people to rebel against their governments. Um, yeah. And yeah, that, that sort of thing is, is probably happening more and more often. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I have to imagine that, you know, people reading about, you know, those things over here, probably it, it maybe it helped to, you, um, you know, mainstream the idea of VPNs, you know, even in countries where you're not getting restricted content all day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well,
1: unfortunately, we're not we're not going in a direction where there's there's more and more free, you know, more and more <laughs> countries have got free Internet. We're going no. in the other direction.
0: Sure, for sure. Um, so, um, say you've you've got your your VPN here. What are some security measures that uh, new VPN users should implement when when using them? What are some common mistakes that you know could be exploited by hackers? Um,
1: that's it's not not. I think out of the box, there they're going to work fairly well. Um, okay. You you probably make sure that the VPN you choose has got a kill switch and it and it's turned on. So, what a kill switch does is if if anything happens with your internet connection and suddenly your VPN connection drops, then it blocks all internet traffic. So you don't leak anything mm-hmm. which is a really useful feature. Um, and what I always say is along with a VPN, you should probably be using an ad blocker as well, or, or, or just the, one of those tracking blockers. Okay. Um, cause that's one way where a VPN can't really help you to, to be leaking information to advertisers. So, mm. um, using a, an ad blocking software or tracking blocking software plus a VPN um that's that's covering a lot of your bases so those two in combination are really good
0: okay so so between those two you're 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 more covered than not it sounds like yeah, there's not okay definitely. okay um so as we wrap things up um where do you see VPNs going in the future do you see you know more regulation other you know applications that aren't currently being utilized and you know what is best VPN Planning on doing to sort of address these future applications and and, and uh, expansions.
1: So I think we're just we're just coming up to the market becoming mainstream. So um, you're, you're you're probably starting to see VPN adverts in some fairly mainstream places now, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's 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 going to continue over the next few years. So the VPNs are going to become like common knowledge that this is a product that exists. This is what it does. Um, so I still think there's there's a lot of people who's, who still ha- haven't heard of a VPN or don't know what it does, who who will start to know what it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so there's, there's a lot of growth left there. Um, and in terms of use, I think, as, as I said multiple times, I think the internet isn't going in a direction where it's becoming yeah. more free. So um, let's say for me personally, let's say that's unfortunately um, business wise, it might be good, but I don't think it's a good thing, but we're not, we're, it's likely VPNs are going to be needed more and more.
0: Hmm. Um, That that just sort of, um, I was going to wrap there, but it it made me think of another thing. Um, You know, when when you think of things like, say, you know, marijuana legislation, you had these, you know, sort of small, you know, growers and small people. And then as it becomes more and more mainstream, you start getting sort of like corporate people, you know, the tobacco industry might, you know, want to come in. Is there a chance that in the case of VPNs, you have these sort of small companies who are invest in the idea of privacy, is there a chance that like the, the concept of VPN could be sort of co-opted by larger like tech companies that sort of want to get in on the action but maybe don't have the same I don't know mission statement?
1: I, I think you need to look at um so it's a it's a weird one because the entire market is built on on trust and privacy. So yeah. Um, so there have been attempts by by big, let's say, big Silicon Valley corporations of of launching VPNs. Actually, Facebook has got their own VPN, um, but they they don't really take off because you know there's there's a disconnect between those businesses and privacy. So
0: okay, so people are still seeing through it more or less. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I
1: think it's going to be very difficult for a business who isn't that trustworthy to be able to build a VPN properly. So it need you need to build that trust with customers, and and you know they, they always say trust is really really hard to build, and you can you can um, break it in a moment. Right. So that's what you need to keep in mind. If it if it hasn't been broken for a long time, then these VPN companies are doing
0: something right. That's great, uh, Pete Zaborski. Thank you for being here today.
1: Yeah, thank you for having
0: me. Okay and thank you all for listening and watching. If you enjoyed today's video, you can find many more of them on our YouTube page. Just go to YouTube and type in Infosec Institute to, type in our, uh, to check out our collection of tutorials, interviews and past webinars. If you'd rather have us in your ears during your workday, all of our videos are also available as audio podcasts. Please visit infosecinstitute.com slash cyberspeak for the full list of episodes. Podcast listeners can also go to infosecinstitute.com slash podcast to see our current special promotions. Uh, And finally, if you'd like to try our free Security IQ package, which includes phishing simulators you can use to fake fish and then educate your colleagues and friends in the ways of security awareness, visit infosecinstitute.com slash securityIQ. Thanks once again to Pete Zaborski, and thank you all for watching and listening. We'll talk to you next week.